You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com. So welcome to Soul Satisfaction for Women Radio. Uh, it's so good to have you on today's show. I'm Lisa Page and today my guest is a very, very dear soul sister and colleague, Elizabeth Purvis. And together we're going to explore the secret to feminine magic and we'll bring you, uh, because of both of our unique backgrounds and who we are, we're going to bring you a, a very unique combination of embodied wisdom, professional and personal experience and some of our own very powerful personal rituals that we use to help you harness your innate and very true powers of magic as a feminine woman and a feminine soul. Elizabeth, uh, more so in the realms of empowerment and prosperity and fulfillment and me in the realms of soul-satisfying love, sex and intimacy. So I'm going to introduce you to Elizabeth in a moment. First, here's a quick rundown on how today's show will flow. So first, I'll share how you can participate and get your questions answered. Then I'll introduce you to Elizabeth. Then we'll dive into a very juicy, rich conversation about feminine magic. And after that, we'll open the lines for you to ask your questions. So to start off, if you've dialed in via the phone or Skype or the web call button, all you need to do to ask your question is to press star two to raise your hand. Just star two. Now you can ask, you can raise your hand at any point in the call and we will get to your question first because I'll come in um, in order. If you are listening in via the webcast, then to ask your question, you need to type it into the question box. So my other invitation for you would be just to have a pen and paper handy to to note down the insights and the revelations and the questions that come to you and just be sure to, to turn off all distractions you're here let this be time for you so switch off any other tabs close the door put them do not disturb sign up really let this be your time for you so that way as you journey through the hour by the time you get to the end of it, you'll know for sure what your one embodiment is that you're going to take into the world because that's really where the magic is, is when you choose an embodiment. You make a decision about what you're going to do in the world. So as I said, the topic of today's show is the secret to feminine magic and this is something that I know Elizabeth Purvis, who is my guest today, is deeply passionate about in her own life and in teaching her mental clients. So in particular, today I'm going to explore what really prevents you from accessing your innate feminine magic, both in and out of the bedroom. We'll speak to some of the rituals that both Elizabeth and I personally use to reignite your feminine power and your passion and prosperity, as well as uh, some myths about desire and I know desire is something that, um, that Elizabeth is really hot on and I love the way that she works with desire So, and the role that it plays in your capacity to become a kick-ass creatrix 
who is also deeply fulfilled and sensually alive and sexually free. So for those of you who are new to the show today, um, I'm Lisa Page and I'm the founder of Soul Satisfaction for Women. So for me, I've been exploring the deeper truths of life, love and intimacy definitely for 20 plus years and for the last 15 plus years sharing what I've discovered along the way with women and couples from around the world so that they can truly uh, create and enjoy what I would call soul-satisfying life, love, sex and intimacy. And my passion is helping you to shift from information to transformation and that happens in the body. So Elizabeth Purvis and I met uh, a few years ago. She has been a, an incredibly powerful business mentor of mine. And I was fortunate enough on my last trip to New York, uh, I stopped over in Colorado and attended a retreat of hers. And, um, and it was such a gift to spend some, I just realized I said Colorado. <laughs> Not Colorado, Portland, Oregon. Sorry, that was a different trip to the US. Um, to Portland, Oregon. And it was such a gift to really connect with Elizabeth in person. She's a very special woman. And one of the reasons that I really love Elizabeth and her work is because she really does walk her talk. She's incredibly transparent. She's also very grounded. So this woman is the embodiment of feminine magic, but not in a woo-woo way. She's real and grounded and transparent and really, truly powerful uh, in all she does. So if you're new to her work, Elizabeth is a mentor to conscious women entrepreneurs worldwide, and she teaches them how to price and package and market their service to the world so that they can make phenomenal money doing what they truly love. She's the founder of Goddess Business School and Goddess Business School delivers truly uh, premier business training to women again from around the world who are ready to really own their worth so they can create extraordinary impact in the world. Now, Elizabeth is also a priestess and a practitioner of Western esoteric traditions and the creator of a set of beautiful, powerful practices for women to develop their ability to magnetize their deepest desires. And she calls this feminine magic, which is why we chose this particular topic to explore with each other and with you today. So that's what inspired our conversation today. So right now, take a breath, feel your feet on the earth, step into this circle of women from around the world, and let's dive in. So I'm going to open the lines to welcome Elizabeth. Hi. How are you? Hi. Oh, so good. Yay. It's so, so good. I know. We're here. So awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's been a while in coming. It is. And as I was saying before we got started, it's such a trip because, you know, we're, you're usually, we're more on the phone together. You're usually on at like, you know, five in the morning on one of my calls. Yeah. And it's yeah. 10 p.m. here and it's just, it's just lovely. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. And this is, that's the amazing thing about being on other sides of the planet and oh. yet here we are. So yeah, yeah, it feels like you're right next door. Mm, I know, I always feel like that. We could all just be in this literal circle in some beautiful sacred space. 
So let me ask you, Elizabeth, one of the first questions that I really want to explore with you is, what is feminine magic to you? Yeah, that is always, that's always the first question I answer, almost the first yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's so interesting because the word magic is like the word witch. Some people yeah. know who, that I'm, you know, a, a Wiccan initiate and identify myself with the witch archetype and have for many, many years. That's my spiritual path. But the funny thing mm. about it, of course, is like that word means a million things to a million people. And, yeah. um, and magic is the same way. And uh, so I always sort of start by, by getting clear on when I say, when I, when I use the word magic, what I mean, on what it isn't actually. Um, mm. the you know, the magic I am talking about is not stage magic, though I love that. I'm actually like a big fan of stage magic from ages mm-hmm. and ages. So, mm. um, it's not about actually kind of magic in the in the witchcraft sense, right? Casting spells or directing energy at other people. And in fact, in the tradition I was trained in, that was like, I mean, we were required to take an oath that we just didn't do that, basically. Yeah, sure. And um, really what it is about is transformation. Mm. Old school... Western magical practices, which is my tradition and magic, I, I think of it as the oldest personal development modality on the planet, actually. It goes way beyond yeah, uh, like the, the Western path. But the definition that we use in the Western path is uh, the art of creating change or a change in consciousness in alignment with will. And I have, mm. and by will, we really mean your higher self, your true self, your essence, what I call your essence. So I think of magic as a change or a change in consciousness in alignment with who you really are. Mm. And what it's really about, what magic is really about, and this is why I call it the oldest personal development modality on the planet, it's about the process of unwinding all of the patterns and the conditioning and everything that is not us. So we are born as these divine beings, and we forget that. That's actually, it's so funny. The secrets of magic are always in plain sight, and it's a real initiate secret, this idea that we are, you know, we are divine. It is not a metaphor. It is not like, oh, isn't that nice, (laughs) you know? Mm. (laughs) When we say thou art goddess, we mean thou art goddess. And we come into this world as these divine balls of light, right? And, of course, then we go through the individuation process and we pick up all the, you know, all the things that shape our personalities and we start to live our life through a filter. And mm-hmm. we start to live our life through, um, uh, you know, uh, the lens of, of that we've created or has been created as a part of us. And it's all, it's, it's very complex how that lens gets created. But magic is really the art of peeling back all of those things to to reveal and to be and to walk as the manifestation of the divine source energy that we are. Mm. Really, what it is. I love that you. I really love that you said walk as because that's how I feel it too. You know, I feel right. that. When you're you're walking as you're in your body, 
you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you're in your body and that you yes. are yes. divinity. You are divinity light. in body. Yeah. And, and I, that's what I love. I love yeah. to use the word walk-in as well. Well, but. I have to tell you, sweetie, this is one of the most important things to me, and I talk about this mm. a lot. In fact, I think it's one of the things that, that sets my perspective apart. Throughout the years, it's interesting, um, people would always ask me, because I study magic, and there are, you know, there's all these traditions of magic, and many of them are very esoteric. They're very complicated. Mm-hmm. They're very yeah. cool. They're very like yeah. I mean I can nerd out. If you if you look yeah. at like a, a tarot deck, the the Rider Waite tarot deck that was created by Arthur Waite and Pixie Coleman Smith back in 1910, like there's a whole system of magic in there, and it's so yeah. cool, right? Yeah. And people would always ask me, they'd be like, "Well, why are you Wiccan? Why did you choose the Wiccan path, the witchcraft path, mm. instead of the mm. ceremonial magician path?" And I said, because I like to live my life on the physical plane. Yeah. I don't want to be spending my, like, I'm all for, like, getting out of body, and I'm all for being in the body. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, totally. And, yeah. And so one of the things that um, the set of practices that I've created called Feminine Magic, and it, it's one of the things about it that I think is very distinctive is that... It's not, and in my upcoming launch, I've been making the launch content because we're about to relaunch the Art of Feminine Magic training. Ooh, it's, um, you know, I talk about what sets it apart from other manifestation cha- trainings and, and what where other manifestation approaches fall short. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a like, oh, they're bad and they're not good because they all are good. It's it's just incomplete. And what, where yeah. where people go off the track is, it's not just about our divine nature and it's not just about this, um, the laws of the universe and like the mystical, magical part, right? Mm. Although, and energy, it's not just about those things. In order for us to create what we really want and to become the divine beings living here on the physical plane, we have to take our human bodies and our human yeah. wiring into account. Yeah. And especially around mm-hmm. manifestation, which is the first application of magic. The first application of magic is like, let's manifest the heck out of things, right? I love to manifest yeah. all day, right? And if you're going to do that, you you cannot ignore the body that we are in and how yeah. it operates and how mm-hmm. it blocks us or facilitates us. And it that's totally. the, Yeah, and that's one of the things I, I just, totally I'm agree. really passionate about like how do we work with like i am so not interested because part of you know if you look at old magical texts part of what they're trying to do like these old school you know magician dudes is is literally become more than human which is kind of funny because yeah. we already are yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but but i was always like i'm so interested in like being here on earth and walking mm-hmm. with the divine on earth and in order for us to do that, we have to be able to navigate our very human selves and not push it away and not try to get out of the body and not be like, mm-hmm. I hate you and I want to be like yeah. up in the clouds all day. Yeah. Yeah. But how do, we, how do we work with it and integrate it? Does that make sense? Totally. And, you know, I, I know for me, 
um, I don't know if I've shared this story with you before, but I know um, I spent three years living in an ashram and so mm-hmm. my spiritual background was, I was practicing at that point prior to uh, doing all of my sacred intimacy training many years of essentially yoga and meditation, so very masculine-oriented practice. And it was always very easy for me to leave the body. And there just came this moment, especially when I started studying David Data's work, yeah. where I just sort of, I was like, you know what, it is time to get off the mat. And yeah. into my body and into the world, it's, it's not enough. It wasn't enough to just sit there and uh, bliss. Uh, having you know transcending the body I wanted to live that in my everyday life in my relationship in my intimacy and and now I look I I would say that pretty much all the women I work with have done a lot of personal development a lot of spiritual seeking but the missing link is exactly what you're talking about which is they just have not yet dropped it into the body and I really feel that that's the missing link for many 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 reasons in yeah um, I think in a lot of spiritual paths when they're masculine oriented paths it really is freedom for the masculine part of us is freedom from everything including the body whereas the feminine path of spirituality is is all is fullness is is uh, it, it cannot transcend the body. It is the body that the, the divinity is intrinsic. Our divine nature is intrinsically a part of our humanness and our fullness as being in a body. So yeah. I agree. I think that it's the missing link in many, many ways. So yeah. I love, I love, love, love that. That's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's like, it's, it's so huge. And I mean, I love. I mean, I love going on astral travel and doing all that and tripping the light fantastic. (laughs) Like all of that is fun. But another thing that, that really bothered me about, because I, you know, Lisa, I'm an engineer, right? Lisa's had a lot of exposure Mm, to my engineer brain, right? So I, I need to know, uh, um, I have a ton of faith and I also am very practical and I, and Mm. I need to see how things really work. And I want to see to me, there's no, I mean, this is kind of a generalist statement and we could probably have a four beer conversation about it, but like, <laughs> you know, what is the point of spiritual work if we're not going to embody on earth and, and, and use that to create something amazing? Like I, mm. that's, it's a bit of a bias I have. I don't want to say that it's yeah. completely without merit, sure. right? Cause that's not appropriate. But like for me personally, mm. it is so important to be, I mean, if you, I've always said that if you took everything away from me, all I would have is the creative drive, right? That's very, mm. very big part of who I am. And it's like I want to I, – I, I, I used to look around at the magicians and some of the other, you know, people I would see on my path of magical training. And I did my magical training in New York City with um, a number of different covens, and it was quite an adventure trying to find Mm -hmm. the good people or, like, the people who were serious, right? But I would look around and I'd be like, why aren't more people using this on the physical plane? Like, why aren't we using this to create amazing things in our lives? Like, why? Mm. 
So mm-hmm. when I when I think about being in the body, you know, it's also it's also that. It's also how am I showing up in the world yeah. as the divine being and then actually going out on a day to day basis and being and, and living my true will or my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so that's Go. No, I was just going to say, so that's, all of that is the come from behind Feminine Magic. And it's funny, I used to have a lot of conflict over the name, actually, because, um, you know, if it was was just the feminine and the magic, it would be all one-sided, right? You need both feminine and masculine. And then I realized that this piece that we're talking about is one of the reasons why. And the fact that I do take such a holistic view, and when I Mm -hmm. look at how we really create our lives and how we actually work magic on earth, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's all, it's like a big circle, <laughs> you know, yeah. everything, there's like a holistic system where everything create like affects every other thing. And you can start Absolutely. to twiddle some of those knobs to have effects. Mm. You know, does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. So can I ask you, mm-hmm. do you remember, I want, to, um, I want to ask you this question before we dive into sure. what you think prevents most women from accessing their innate magic. What yeah. I want to ask you is, do you remember either the first memory you have or just a, just a really fabulous memory that you have of, Oh my goddess! I am freaking magic. Like, you know, you know those moments where where you just go, oh yeah, like this is this is real remembering. Do you just yeah. off the top of your head know of one? Yeah, I have a couple. I mean, it's so. I mean, we're, we're born into the environment that's gonna cause us to stretch. And I was born in like the most unmagical environment ever in the history right. of anything. And I say that. With, <laughs> I say that with all the love in the world for my parents and my family. Like, you know, mm. I chose them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and for all the reasons. Um, but it wasn't like I, and I remember when I really got, when I, when, I, when I woke up and realized that this is what I was, and it was one of the things that, like, I started, I started seeing witches everywhere, and then mm. I went to a shop, which is what we often do, and I was hanging back. I was in my early 20s. I was like a little, like, knee-high to a grasshopper at the time. Mm-hmm. Although I thought I was so old. That's hilarious, but that's another story. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I, I waited for the woman to tell someone what the, be- what the best book was as a beginner. And then I bought the second copy, went home, read it, was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I am. Was not a witch before right. I opened the book. Was a witch mm-hmm. after I opened the book. That was wow. pretty magical. But before that, before that, I just I was always interested in esoteric occult subjects. I was always like you know sneaking off to buy numerology books and astrology and not really knowing what was in them, you know. Yes. But and I used to be a competitive figure skater, and we would go and I would skate for eight hours a day and with all these other girls, and so we had sort of the you know preteen girl thing happening. And I just remember one summer being just really so clear about my intuition mm. and knowing and, like, I would start to hear things. I, I've always experienced it as a voice in my head. 
I have mm-hmm. a more of a felt sense now, but I've often always got like the directives, like, you know, go mm-hmm. here, don't do this, do this. Yeah. You know, go like a voice directing me, and I remember one summer just having that clarity around it, going, oh my god, this is actually real. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. picking up other people's thoughts. I'm able to, you know, uh, imagine what's going to happen before it actually does. I know when someone's going to come out of the door. Like, and I started mm. playing with it mm. and really going, wow, that sort of wow. And then here's the thing. Here's the sort of wet blankie, but I'll just say it because it's true. I, rem- I remember I was probably about, in this summer I was like 9 or 10 because I stopped skating by 12, so I, I was like 9 or 10. And I remember telling one of my friends or asking her if she was having the same experience. And I yeah. can't remember what she said, but she was basically, her response was, you're crazy. Yeah. And I could yeah. feel myself like shut down, but not quite shut down. Mm. I could feel myself, because I was very much a bullied kid and very much felt very a lot of persecution, much of which I look back mm. now, mm. and was, self, was self-generated, simply sure. because I didn't have anyone to kind of snap me out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, and, and yet at the same time also kind of knowing all of that was crap. I don't mm. know if you've ever had that, the holding, you know, when you know you're kind of stuck in your stuff, and yet you're yeah. going down that road. And yeah. that's how it was with, with intuition back then, because I knew it was real, yeah. and I knew, you know, I was going to play the role of a little persecuted, like, witch, <laughs> right? Mm. Oh, amazing, and, hey? Yeah, and that's something about the Wiccan path that doesn't resonate with me anymore. I mm. went back and looked at my old, you know, I looked at my Book of Shadows, and I looked at, like, the materials that I was trained in, and there was a lot of... Mm you know, persecution energy underneath it all. And I'm like, okay, mm. that's just got to mm. go. Like, that's such yeah. an old story. And we yeah. we took that on. I mean, come on, Gerald Gardner made it up, made this whole thing up. Yeah. Anyway, that's another story I could nerd yeah, out about. No, but, <laughs> but, I, but, I think, but I think it's really valid. I know. Oh, it's totally I'll never forget, uh, you and I both, um, yeah. uh, both love Andrew Harvey's work. And um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget sitting out on the, the balcony, the first event that I hosted for Andrew here in Adelaide and, you know, come three, four in the morning where mm-hmm. we're still out on the balcony and I'll, I'll never forget him. It was all, I think it was the first time anyone had really said it out loud but also said it directly to me. Um, and it was along the lines of you have got to drop this fear of speaking out yeah. and for fear of being persecuted, burned at the stake, whatever else, you know, your cellular memory, you know, is still yeah. retaining. You've got to claim your own authority and really yeah. just like the world needs. And, and he, even, he even said, you know, there are you know, two women in the world who I know who absolutely do that and, you know, you've got to do that now because no one else will do it for you. Yeah. And that claiming when I, you know, we have a lot of, you know, the word authority has a lot of connotation, but... To yeah. me, that what I re- that to me is the same as you've got to claim yes. who you are innately. Which to me, a part of that is 
being magic is yeah. because I when I think of magic I feel it describes the the power that we have, power capital P as embodiment of, of Shakti or life force of feminine energy. Yeah. What it, you know, we all yeah. call it different things, but it's the same freaking thing. It's the same freaking thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's actually being consciously aware of that and then consciously uh, working with it and embodying it. And that, I think, you know, it makes me laugh. Before, um, as I was prepping for today's call, I thought, I wonder what the online definition of magic is. And it said, the power of apparently influencing the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces. And then I clicked on supernatural and it says, attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws mm-hmm. of nature. And so... Yeah. To me, that speaks to, um, I love, you know, as an engineer, you want to know the, you know, how things work. And I, I too, I've always had this feeling, really, science is just catching up with what mystics yes. have known so true. Yes. for eons because the mind, a lot of this is not something that the mind can really wrap itself. I mean, how can the mind possibly wrap itself around this complex unfathomable mystery that is life let alone um this life that lives and breathes us as the essence of who we are and yet i do feel that when we recognize that we are magic we're also recognizing this um capacity that we have to to feel beyond just you know touching something solid or even emotional feeling but what you're speaking to which is feeling intuitively feeling into someone feeling into what is here now and the capacity to receive and co-create and Mm -hmm. this innate wisdom that that is always pouring through us to me all of those are facets of of our magic, of our feminine mm-hmm. magic. Yeah, so. it's so funny that you, your your definition just kind of it it is tickling my brain a little bit because one of my favorite magical teachers is um, and he's no longer with us. And I I had the blessing to meet him years and years ago when I was just a little witchlet running around, mm. not knowing what the hell I was doing. And <laughs> his name was Donald Michael Craig, and he wrote a book called Modern Magic. Mm-hmm. which is a, you know, just a very, was a great, you know, he took all these these, these esoteric, you know, systems of magic and he created a, a, a book that anyone could follow or do. And he, he most of the beginning, part of the beginning is him talking about what is magic and defining magic. And he puts the supernatural part in there too. Mm. And, um, and it's absolutely a part of it. And so to get back to, and this actually leads into your question of, you know, how we, what gets in the way of the feminine magic. There's two sides. There's two sides. On the one, like, there's two, I'm still developing my language for some of these things. Like, there's two aspects of what I think of as your feminine creative power, as your creative power, that Mm -hmm. come into play. One of them is your divine nature. And, Mm. you know... The fact that you are goddess, number one, and number two, mm-hmm. the the supernatural part that you're talking about, everything from the laws of the universe, which is, 
to me, that's like the real, like, oh, there's the mm-hmm. mystery right there. Those yeah. laws work, and they work every time, and we don't know how. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But they do. And then there's yeah. your there's your human side, as I said before, your human side mm-hmm. and how to work with your embodied self. And the 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 mystery part of it, like, is is it really is a mystery, and that's the fun part. That's the, that's yeah. like the wow, you know. That is yeah. the let's like. Uh, I mean, I I I marvel at some of the things that happen, and mm. they and and when you really learn how to work with that part of it, it becomes predictable. Like this is where the the left brain, the right brain. Some people would call it masculine, and feminine, um, mm. and this is where they they kind of meet, and wh- where where I put my engineering brain on is. It is my intention is never to kind of take the magic out of it, but to go, what's really happening here? Yeah. So that, like, what's really happening here? Include, like, there comes a point in, like, my process where it's like, okay, here's the mystery. We don't know. And now we resume. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what's, what's, how, how do we actually put this into a process that we can follow and invoke when we desire it? Consciously. Yeah, yes. consciously. How can we yeah. consciously invoke the mystery, which we can then feel into and trust, right? Mm. Because the parts that are mysterious, the mystery parts, yeah. they too are to a certain extent predictable in that when we, when we show up in a certain way and we work it a certain way, it is predictable mm. like clockwork. Those laws yeah. and the, and the, the thing, like the, it works. <laughs> you yeah, my you hand, know, I'm kind of like gesturing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you I know. The way that I, the way that I feel, being the intuitive chick that I am, what you're saying is, yeah, um, is is how I feel it for my women as well, which is we are conduits. Like, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I think we forget that that we are right. not only that which we are conduiting, I don't know if I just made it up a new word, but so we're conduits of this pure life force. We are also it. And I think sometimes we forget those two things. Like we said in the beginning, we forget that we are innately designed, divine. We also forget that we are uh, conduits of this and, and yeah. that we block the flow depending on the habitual neuromuscular yeah. uh, patterns of our body and our psyche and, our, you know, all of these layers, this matrix of our being, physical, mental, emotional, energetic, they mm-hmm. either allow this magic through us mm-hmm. or they block it. Yeah. And so... And the yeah. work and the practice of magic is to simply move from blocking all the time unconsciously and then yeah. slowly but surely learning how to let it flow through you and how to, yeah. how to actually use these marvelous gifts we've give, been given both inherently and, you know, the gifts that are the laws of the universe and the order of the universe and how, you know, mm. manifestation works, yeah. you know, the, the, the laws. So can I ask you, can you share with me um, in, in sort of real life example of of what you just described, of how you've worked with someone, either a client or yourself, and and that transformation, like because I think you know, as mentors, we 
you know, and that's why we have mentors as well, and that's why people come to us as mentors because mm-hmm. it's you can't really see your own ass. You know, you can't. Yeah, you, you, know, you can can't. look and you can see part of it, but you can't see all of it. And equally, I think, you know, often we just can't see where we're blocking that flow, where where we are not conducting to the magnification that we really could. Mm-hmm. So for you. Can you give us an example, a real-life example, because I think that will really help to, to ground it into ground some it. practical steps as well as, um, you know, when you yeah. hear a story, you go, okay, all right, I can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. So let me share, um, there's a couple things I can speak to. I think I'm going to talk about the four magical tools, the, my favorite yeah. four magical tools. Um, it's... it's uh, and, and how this like actually works in the real in the real world now, when we or how I work it in the real world, and to give some examples, um, I've used uh, magical processes, feminine magic processes to really I use it every day, all day, every day, from everything mm-hmm. from creating my seven figure business to um, you know filling programs. It's one of my favorite applications of it. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm a dork like that. Um, yeah, yeah um, and I used it, and this is a really vulnerable share that I have not talked about openly, and I'm I'm still kind of like I'm about to film the videos again for mm-hmm. Feminine Magic Launch, and I'm kind of like, oh shit, do I really put this out there? But I, oh, right. you know, we um, we were in a lot of debt. My husband and I were in a lot of debt, like six figures worth of debt. Wow. And really. Working this is what allowed me to finally let it go. Yeah. In a very short period of time. I carried it around for a long period of time, but when I finally let it go, it was gone very quickly because yes. of these. Um, so the, when we think about, you know, magical tools, and if you look at, like, you know, books of magic and stuff, you open one up and they're all talking about candles and crystals and stones and correspondences and, you know, this like a wand and like a cup and a a thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll just say right now, I love that stuff. I have three altars I'm standing in front of right now, and they're all fired mm-hmm. up, and they all have intentions behind them, and they're all doing mm. everything. So it's not that, and this I often say this in magic, it's not that that stuff isn't important and it doesn't work, but where people get off the track, I think, is knowing what really creates the miracles in the day-to-day. Yeah. And so I've identified four very specific magical tools that are what mm-hmm. move the needle and create your miracles in the day-to-day. Nice. They are as follows. And they, the cool thing is that they're all inside you. They're yeah. all that you have them at your fingertips right now. You don't have to go, you know, spend 200 bucks on crystals, not that that isn't a fun thing to do yeah. too often. <laughs> you don't, but there, you have the tools already. So the to, tool number, I'll just go through them really quickly and then I'll circle mm. around again. Perception. And that's mm-hmm. the biggie. Like, honestly, if, you, if I, you know, if we could, if we had to strip everything else away, magic is about perception. Yes. Energy. Uh, choice. Mm-hmm. And why can't I think of the third one? Oh yeah, faith. 
Hello. Yeah. Perception, gotcha. energy, faith, yeah. and choice. So choice. perception is, is the lens through which you see the world. Mm-hmm. And that's important because we live in a gazillion possibilities in every given moment. And so a lot of this might sound familiar to you guys, but I want you to look at how it's all put together because we mm. often get focused on one thing, right? Your thoughts create your reality yeah. or it's your yeah. emotions. This is one of the things I kind of rail against. It's not. It's all those things and how you work those things. So your perception is what allows you to see opportunities and possibilities and ways to move that have always existed, but you weren't aware of them before. Mm. And that's important because we live through our filter, and if you've ever manifested, if you've ever tried to manifest something and all you can see is what's in front of you, your circumstances, and you're going, why hasn't it shown up yet? What else do yeah. we need to do? Call us in. All of that is about your perception. Yeah. And when you can really learn how to control your perception and you do that by your beingness and you do that by training yourself to start to shift out of the ways in which you narrow your perception and cut your possibilities off, Mm. that's like when, I mean, the whole universe opens up to you and you start to see. I don't know about you. I've always been fascinated with transformation. I've always been fascinated by fairy tales and folk tales. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole genre of fiction called urban fantasy. I used to be, before I got into all this, I was um, seriously working on being a fiction writer until I realized wanted to do this stuff instead but um in urban fantasy that it's like twilight is is urban fantasy yes it's this genre where you know the magical world and the real world exist at the same time so Mm -hmm. you know we're walking around and there's really vampires or we're walking around and there's really fairies like around the corner Mm. well it's kind of true like there's a whole realm of possibilities there's whole realms that are like right next to you and whole Mm. other options so for physical pain it's like other options other possibilities than the track that your mind is on and your perception is what allows you to see those so that's number one number two is energy and this Mm -hmm. is the more holistic view people say things like your thoughts create your reality well I believe what's more accurate is that what you en- choose to energize manifests. Mm. So sometimes it's your thoughts energizing a particular thing. Sometimes it's the energy in your body that you're projecting out. Mm. But how you direct your energy and where you put your focus, that's one aspect of it, is ultimately what's going to determine your outcomes. Does that make mm. sense? Absolutely. So that's, that's another you know, another tool that you have. And I think it's, it's right while well, all of them, I think, are kind of underutilized. But <laughs> Were you yeah. going to jump in? Did you want to say something? No, I love, you know, I, I think that speaks to the, the, the how I frame it as, as being the, that conduit. And when you were talking about perception, I was thinking um, I quite often, uh, whenever I see that I'm working with a woman and the perception is really stuck, I get her to um, make a little, uh, uh, um, what do you call those things pirates have? With your hands. Do you know what? So oh, you can yeah. look through it. 
right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you make yeah. one of those, I'm doing it now, you make one of those, and all you can see is whatever's within that circle in front of right. your eyes, right? And so you could walk around and you could think that's all that's there, but all of a sudden if you actually take that away, telescope. Telescope. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. Telescope. Mm-hmm. If you take that away, there's this entire perception that is right, way wider. Mm-hmm. Then you realize, and you don't even realize, you can get quite used to looking through that and thinking that that's it, that's the world, yeah. that's, what, that's what's here. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's but way it's, wider than that. But it's way wider than that. Widening that perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then energy, where are you going to put your energy? So, for example, mm-hmm. let's say, and I'll, I like to use money examples because everyone can relate to them, and they're, I, most of my playing with magic so far has been in the realm of money. Your playing yeah. with magic has been in the realm of relationships and intimacy, mm. which is actually an area where I'm starting to move, and it's all mm. sort of behind the scenes. But I'm, you know, I'm really diving deep with like applying these practices to my relationships. Yeah. And um, but you know, money has been my experience so far. So, so for example, let's say you know you're in the midst of some money drama, which is pretty, you know, pretty common for women, and I know that mm-hmm. I know money drama very intimately. Mm-hmm. and, like, in that moment, your mind will try to pull you in a particular direction, but you get to choose what you energize. Are you going to energize your fear that you're not going to have enough to pay your bills? Are you going to energize why aren't they showing up? Are you going to energize all of that, or are you going to energize calling in the solution, the outcome, the mm-hmm. desire, the, the, the object mm-hmm. that you want? That is one I really... I love that. Yeah, and it's really like that is one of the ways we direct our focus is what we're yeah. thinking about, what we're talking about, what we're, you know, what what's and our beliefs, right? This is another thing that gets up my nose. People are like, it's all about limiting beliefs. Just shift your limiting beliefs. Actually, mm. it's about our neurological wiring and how we've been programmed, which is not just about belief. Anyway, that's another topic. Mm. <laughs> but but, yeah. but it's like... What are, we, what are you choosing to energize? You could say, yep. what are you choosing to focus on? But you're, in your focus, you're giving it energy. It's like you're putting yeah. fuel on the fire. So simply by energizing another thought or energizing another possibility, you know, mm. you're going to start to create a different outcome. And, you, and that also allows you, when you start to energize other possibilities, it allows you to see them. It opens that telescope up. Yes. Yeah, totally. I love, I love that. The feeling and the description of it, and just the word energize. I really, yeah. really love that. And it, and it, well, you're all about energy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, I have this, you know, because of course, you know, I, I translate everything into relationship and intimacy, yeah. and you know, I had this image of, you know, if you if I have a a client who's really struggling, and let's say her. Um, her partner says something really insensitive, and she can shut down her heart, which actually for self-protection, which um, then shuts down all energy, or she could actually energize her desire, like you're saying, you can focus on this, it's going wrong, or you can energize your desire. When you just energize your desire, your, your I call it yearning, like your yearning mm-hmm. for deeper trust in that moment or to be seen in that moment, you know, with... The energizing aspect of it is actually what 
um, immediately the masculine partner will respond to. Yeah. Which is the same as life. You know, you you know, yeah. you if you energize what's going wrong, you mm-hmm. know, it's the same, in or out of the bedroom. If you energize what's going wrong, then that that that's what you inspire. You always inspire your reciprocal. Whereas if you can just get in touch with okay, get that I'm feeling like this is just not what I want. But instead of shutting down your perception, your but actually feeling deeper into that desire, that yearning that's um, that's underneath the pain of what you feel is missing. Right. Something magical happens, right? That's such a great way of putting it. That's underneath the pain that you think is missing. That what you you know mm. under the pain, the pain of what of, you're thinking. Is, yeah. yeah. That's really smart. So true. Mm, I love that. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So that's your second magical tool. Your third is faith. Mm-hmm. And so to explain faith, I talk about it this way. Um, years ago, my very first high-end mentor was a woman named Maria Gam, who's out there in the world, and she's amazing. And, mm. and she said, this was like, again, I'm a, I was a baby in this field, right? It was like seven years ago or something. And she said, Elizabeth, your success as an entrepreneur depends entirely on your ability to take action on that which you can't see. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, snap. And that's what faith is. Faith is putting a, be- putting oh. a belief behind a higher truth, mm-hmm. behind what you can see in front of you. This is, this is yeah. what's part of the conditioning that magicians are stripping away. And it just, it's just yeah. a practice. It's just a practice. And you get to practice every day. But, like, mm. far too often what happens is, and it's because this is what we're conditioned to do, we look at what's in front of us getting back to perception again, and we think yep. that is all that there is. But it's yes. not true. What's in front of us is not true. Yes. What's true are spiritual truths, right? For example, mm-hmm. a classic one for manifestation that really allows you to do anything at any time and create anything you want is mm. the law of polarity. You cannot have a desire for something without it already being in your life. Yeah. So, you know, faith is about choosing a higher truth like that. And so on practical mm. terms, we can go back to we can go back to the money example again. You don't yeah. have money to pay your bills. You're like, where the hell is it? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, I'm getting so nervous. And understand, mm-hmm. you know, your critter brain is making you feel nervous. So don't beat yourself yeah. up. Your, you know, your critter brain, this is part of our, you know, feminine body, right? Your critter brain is having a reaction to a perception, basically. And that's natural, mm. right? So here, here you are, um, but what, 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 what magicians do in that moment or have taught themselves how to do is put their faith in a higher truth. They know in the midst of all of that cortisol running through their veins, <laughs> right, because you're yeah. in fight or flight or whatever, yeah. that the money is here. The money's here. It's here. It's there. Yeah. All you have to do is go ask it. Ask for it. Mm. Call it in. It's likely, very likely, going to require you to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. But the mm-hmm. higher truth is it's already there, and you can have it without hurting anyone else or taking from anyone else. Mm. So your faith yeah. comes first because your faith is what makes you go, wait, this is already working, this is already done, the higher truths are X, Y, Z, whatever they may be, in the moment that mm-hmm. you're working with. And you're going to 
be, choose that instead of the alternative. And that, of course, leads me to the fourth magical tool, which is choice. Yes. Choice is how we create our lives every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. What are our choices? Choice is what mm-hmm. takes it from the realm of up here in the sky down to mm-hmm. the physical plane. What are the choices yeah. that we choose to make? So perception, energy, faith, and choice, you mm-hmm. can create anything you want with those four things. And then, you know, I, the, the, the magical nerd in me who loves the correspondences and loves all of the stuff that's sitting on my altar here, I know that, you know, for example, this, like, African jade heart that I've got. <laughs> It's got a particular vibration. It's got a particular energy. It's got a power to it that I can draw on, and I'm going to be 20 billion times more effective in what I'm choosing to do when I know what my role is in it and how I use the tools Mm. inside myself. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what really struck me uh, when you were talking about faith, which I think is such a linchpin I was mm-hmm. only walking along the beach Total with intent. my partner the other day and I said to Mo, um, oh my God, magic happens when you believe it before you see it. That's the it's bottom that, line. That is the bottom line. That is the you bottom know? line. And the, Yes. And it's so difficult because we are so conditioned. And do you see how yeah. all these work together? Why it's yeah. a holistic system, you know, in mm. my mind? Because it's like you have... You have to believe it before you can see it. You have to be able to receive the perceptions that are going to allow you to make the choices, but you can't do any of that if you don't have the faith, if you don't believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's really Mm. something. I love it. Okay. To get get it even more kind of bottom line, like I'll give you sort of an example of how all these things would play out, like kind of from start to finish. Like let's say – you have a clear intention to manifest $5,000 for something, I don't know, mm-hmm. car or a down payment on whatever, and you have no clue where the money's going to come from. And let's say you've done some preliminary kind of money manifestation work um, where you, we call it receiving the way. So what are the different ways in which this could come in? And then you mm-hmm. intuitively choose one that's like that's going to basically be right for you. You decide you're going to get three new clients or whatever it may be, three clients to pay for your program. Mm -hmm. So you have your intention, you fire up your altar, and now you're off. So you're doing your part of it, which is listening for signs from the universe and making choices. And let's say you've run through all of your potential clients in front of you and you're like, Mm -hmm. they're not interested or they're all interested and they don't have money, but like you look at what's in front of you you go through and take the actions on what's in front of you, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, what now? Make sense? Mm-hmm. So now your faith is starting to tank, right? You're starting mm-hmm. to believe your senses. But then you remember, like, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm going to choose to use faith in a higher truth, which is if the money, if I want that money, and it, you know, it's a sincere desire I have. It's already here. Mm-hmm. So you choose to put your faith in that higher truth. You choose to energize that higher truth. And then you shift your perception by asking questions. So you might ask a different question. You might say something like, and in Feminine Magic, we, you know, we give you a bunch of power questions. You might say something like, well, what am I not seeing? Mm-hmm. And you've made a request yeah. to the universe then. So you see how this is like we're bouncing between 
what's inside you and what's up in the sky, right? Mm-hmm. So you ask, what am I not seeing? And you just leave that be. And then mm-hmm. you get the awareness. You go, wait a minute, there's two people that I couldn't call because, oh, no, 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 they're not interested. Like, I talked myself out of it. And you remember two people. Yeah. Right? And you're like, well, shoot, I'm going to make the choice. I'm going to call them anyway. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of them says no. And maybe the other has a referral for you. Mm. Now, here's what's wild. Lo and behold, out of the blue, someone else calls you and signs up for your program. Yeah. Yep. That's a very common way that this goes down. Because mm. when you start to use these, mm. you know, you're activating powers that are greater than you. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if that didn't happen, if, like, the person didn't kind of swoop in, you would, your money is still here. And you're going to keep asking the question. You're going to get an awareness. You're going to keep going through the steps yeah. until it happens. And it, the only yeah. way it will not happen is if you quit, yeah. basically. So is that helpful oh, to see how all these absolutely. go together? Yeah, absolutely. And what I do want to invite everyone to do, so if you're listening via the webcast, uh, I will check the question box in a moment. So go ahead and type in your questions for Elizabeth or myself. And for those of you who are listening in live uh, by the phone or Skype, press star 2 now to either ask a question or to just share any revelations that you've had by listening in. Mm-hmm. And what I want to, um, it would be really cool uh, if you have any, uh, just a, like a simple ritual because I know that we're we're getting really really close <laughs> to the end yeah. to the top of the hour um it's yeah. a really simple ritual for women to use uh to cultivate magic in their life in whatever way you feel would, would be most yeah. beneficial no, I have one a simple one that I can share as well in terms of um relationship and intimacy I'd love to know one that that you either you that you use personally that you would recommend. Yeah, no, I've got I've got a whole bunch of like, you know, one-liners, I guess you could say, but they're all really powerful. Cool. Um one of them is setting in it is is really around intention setting. Mm-hmm. It is setting a clear intention for everything that you do. Mm. And it sounds like it's up here in the sky, but no, I'm talking about before you sit down and write the email. What is your intention for this email? Before yeah. you cook dinner, what is your intention mm-hmm. for dinner? Bef- when you, when you wake up in the morning, the very first mm. thing I do mm. is I ask myself, I'll, even, I'll ask Leland, and he, you know, he kind of rolls his eyes. He's, he's, uh, it's funny, he definitely <laughs> is a magician. Like when I, when I walked in his studio for the first time when we met years ago, he, has a, he had a little sign that said, your greatest power is your choice and where you put your attention. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, and, and like he had a line of his own, and he had mm. it written out and put. Anyway, I was like, okay, this, is, mm. this guy is on my level. Anyway, um, <laughs> but the very first thing I do when I wake up, I hope you like. What is your intention for the day? Like consciously <clears throat> making it, making a decision, or setting an intention. It's kind of like choosing how you want to feel, but I. It, it goes deeper than that. It's like, what is it that I want to embody? What is my mm. intention for the day? And it's not necessarily about, oh, I want to get this done, that done, and that done. Like my intention yeah. usually is some right now because I'm working on connection and relationships. 
it, my intention is to embody connection or my intention is to take the actions that are going to create wealth so that I can help other mm-hmm. women create wealth. Like I'll set an intention at the very beginning of the day of how yeah. I want my energy to go and then every thing that I do, right, and it's a practice of being mindful. It's another way to be mindful during the day instead yeah. of going on autopilot. And because what we energize manifests, it's like working magic, like every five minutes. It's like, oh, my intention yeah. for this is this. Yeah. My intention for yeah, this I is this. Yeah, I love that. You I know, love that. It, to me, it's it's like you've got your wand out. Every, it's, you do. It's you have your you know, wand out. Essentially, that's your, that's your magic wand is your intention. Mm-hmm. I love but that. But it's also, it's like you're going through life intentionally. Mm. And the more, it's like, because you've been on my calls and I always say, you know, what's your question? Come to the call with a question. It's the same practice. Mm. It's like, what is it that you want? My favorite question in the world, you know, I call it the magic question, is what's the outcome? What's the outcome you want to create? Yeah. You know? I'm always saying it. Intention. Yeah. No, I love that. You're doing that at every minute of every day. Yeah. Now, listen, um, I'm aware I've just opened the question box. There's a bunch of comments in there. Are oh, you boy. able I'm to, to around, speak? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm so fine. Just beautiful. Thank you so much. You're I just wanted to honor your time as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, there's a bunch of beautiful comments and questions. I'm about to read them out. I wanted to share a quick ritual that, that I <laughs> use for myself. I'm a really big believer in uh, embodiment practice. Um, on a regular basis, and also what I call in-the-moment practice, which is essentially when the rubber hits the road. Right. No, I know. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, in those moments. And so one of the things that I do, and and the reason that this can be used as a a regular practice or in-the-moment is um, because you can use anything to bring you into this place. So essentially... The intention of the of the of the ritual is to drop into my feminine fullness. So maybe I'm looking at the ocean, and as I look at the ocean, I just drop in and go, "Oh yeah, like that's me swirling around. That's me crashing on the rocks. Mm-hmm. That's me lapping the shore." Or maybe I, when I go for a walk every morning, maybe I walk past a rose and. Instead of walking past, I stop and I just inhale three times until I feel that scent drop all the way down to my toes because it, it just awakens that remembering of that, that fullness. Um, and so for me, you know, you can use anything through the senses, but, but if you consciously intend to receive it into you to actually drop you so deep into that that nectar, that fullness, it's like it taps into this well and it starts to overflow and then you keep walking and you're walking into your life as that overflow of of fullness. Mm. So, Mm. yeah. That is beautiful. So we have a couple of comments. Uh, One of them is, uh, so Devika from Melbourne, welcome Devika. So she said hello to both of us. Um, there's another comment that says, um, yes, enter the mystery, laws of nature. These are the laws we must all learn to abide by or we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's, Love to yeah. you both, beautiful goddess, future women, making this world a kinder, more loving place for all. And that's, there's no name on that one, so we just thank you for, for that. 
Um, Lucy has asked, how do I balance complete surrender to being lived by life as well as taking action and being proactive in my direction? Oh, oh, I have great. Isn't question. that a juicy question? So we have another half an hour. Yeah. <gasps> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you, Lucy. So, how do I balance <sighs> complete surrender to being lived by life as well as uh, taking action and being proactive in my direction? What do you mm, say? I about? think the very first thing is to realize that they actually are not mutually exclusive at all. Yeah. You know, um being in surrender is is actually it's people mistake it for for being um passive yes they or being mistake, oppressed like you put your white flag oppressed. up and therefore you're saying yeah. okay I'll be your prisoner yeah people mistake it and you know mm. there's a surrender bypass that happens like there's a, resp- mm. or a responsibility bypass that happens in the name of surrender and it's um it is to me surrender is about realizing that we are divine so we are part of this thing called divinity like mm-hmm. we're we're not separate from it we're part of it mm-hmm. and and at, like basically what it gets down to is receiving the signs and then taking action on them. Receiving the signs as best that we can and trusting. Like surrender is about faith and trust. It is, and faith and trust paradoxically requires us to take action. It's not either or. It's like yes. surrendering is really about yes. taking the actions that are being asked of you. Yeah. It's about taking the actions that, that are being asked of you instead of resisting them and fighting them. Mm. And when we talk about action and feminine magic, we make a distinction between doing and action. Action is like the movement, the motion that is either being asked of you or is required of you to receive what you want or to move in your next direction or whatever the course may be. Doing... Mm is about meeting conditions that we think need to be true. Mm. It's about, like, the doing, to give you a real practical example, we'll go back to my business coaching, right, finding clients. People think they need a website, they need social media, they need this, 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 and this. That's doing. That's that's the frenetic activity, the doing. Mm -hmm. There's always aligned action to take, but there's never any doing. So surrender Mm. usually means you know, leaning into what is being asked and doing the work of being uncomfortable as we go through it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love it. And it's funny because when I first saw Lisa's question, I did think, you're right, you know, we think of surrender as, okay, my flag's up, and that what that means in war <laughs> is, okay, now I'm someone's prisoner, and yet when I think of surrender in my own body and in my heart in my own work you know surrendering for example in in lovemaking is surrendering open to be claimed by love and but that but you can't surrender open in lovemaking and bring no energy like the feminine 
the polarity is created because the masculine is penetrating the feminine open body heart and soul but if she is not in it like you talk about energizing she's not bringing any energy then then it's just flat there's nothing there yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing to there. penetrate there's no right. ocean to dive into right we are that ocean mm-hmm. and so that that surrender requires our responsiveness requires our just mm-hmm. take full responsibility to bring yeah. the energy and that in what we're talking about is embodied energy and what you're saying is embodied energy which is attending to mm-hmm. what must be attended to and taking responsibility for that yeah um, i hear so many t- i mean i so again in my in my business coaching you know i hear people say i'm just going to be in trust i'm just going to trust <laughs> and really you know and i i don't mean i'm not you know, dogging on anybody, like I believe in their minds, they feel like that's what it's about. I'm trusting that the universe is going to take care of me. But it's that old joke where like, you know, you're like on your roof, right? And the flood is rising and the goddess sends a ship and you're like, no, no, I'm waiting for the goddess to save me. And then, you know, she sends like a raft and like, no, no, I'm going to wait for her to save me. And then, you know, the helicopter comes down and you're like, no, no. And before you know it... (laughs) Right, and the water is, you know, and you go up to wherever we go, the summer lands, <laughs> and yes. you're like, lady, what the hell, you know? And yeah. she's just like, dude, I sent you a raft, yeah. and I sent you, <laughs> yeah. and, and, right. and it's really, surrendering actually often means surrendering to whatever it is that we are resisting. One of my favorite yeah. mentors has a sense, has a saying, or he, I, I don't hear him saying it much now but it was in one of his programs and it really stuck with me he was like the only cause of non-miracles is resistance and i'm Mm. like hells to the yeah so surrendering means going you know what i've got to stop fighting what i'm being asked to do and that again if we loop it back to our feminine body we are Mm. neurologically wired to resist Mm. things yeah Okay, but we, as magicians, go. I recognize that. I see that, and yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna create conditions so that my body knows that it's safe, so yeah. that I am allowed to mm. take the step I need. Yeah, and I, I, we speak the same language so often because I use the word resi- resistance. I kinesthetically feel whether yeah. there is a resistance here or not. And when there is no resistance, there is just uh, openness. There is that al- full allowing of, of yes. whatever we are being a conduit of in that moment, whether it be sexual energy or love or, I mean, it's all forms of love, but, you know, or, or, or magical intention about something or creativity, you know, that, that, resistance if you can even just recognize the resistance in the moment and take a breath and you know relax open even as resistance it's just a visitor it can come and go and yeah okay, and you can get on with attending I steal that one <laughs> it's so well cause, I mean you know you look for the right ways to say things and it's mm. true I remember years ago when I had just quit my job and I was really in the tank like you know this is yeah. where the the insane amounts of debt were created because my husband mm. and I were living on credit cards 
and yeah. um, and I didn't know how to m- navigate that at all. And when I was when I finally got some footing under me and I started to move, I remember what would happen is these bouts of physical paralyzation would come over me. Yeah, like wow. that's how the resistance would show up. I, I remember it being wow. very weird. It was like I literally. I would be kind of frozen shut. I I likened it to to walking through mud, and I would say to Leland, I'm like, Mm. it's like mud. I can't go through mud, Mm. you know, and he'd be like, you're a tank, and he actually drew me a picture of a tank, which was kind of a funny thing. Yeah, but but what I remember at that time going, Mm. you know what, I feel like, my limbs are in mud right now. I feel like I'm in quicksand. Yeah. This is not going to last. Yeah. Tomorrow it will be gone. An hour mm-hmm. from now it will be gone. Whenever it's going to mm-hmm. be gone, it's gone. And as soon yeah. as it's gone, I'm pouncing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the, the, the yoga that I trained in, Drew Yoga, is really uh, powerful for detraumatization. And so one mm-hmm. of the things that I learned very early on was how... Um, trauma which essentially is anything that happens to you that your nervous system is not expecting someone could walk up behind you and say boo or it could be right totally. you know a massive trauma right yeah. but essentially that the, the longer it stays in the mind the longer it drops into the emotional body that then the longer it drops into the the physical body and so mm-hmm. you know part of that work was uh, helping people with trauma to release trauma from the body without needing to even do any psychotherapy. It was, it was really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that carries through today is with my work with women is is knowing that when uh, I can take them through a process where they get to uh, relax open as the resistance, <laughs> relax open as the fear, mm-hmm. as the whatever it is, yeah, There's something that you know that that relaxing open as it no longer shoves it into the shadow, which just cements it in the body even more. Yeah, and it literally does become a visitor. You just relax open as it, and you drop into what's underneath it and what's underneath it. And I give all my women a, a practice called the allowing dance, where I literally just you just put on some music and normal better no no uh, words. And just literally you dance whatever is present. So if it's resistance, you dance the, the resistance so fully, you, which is essentially allowing it. It's another mm-hmm. somatic way of allowing it. And as soon as you yeah. allow it, yeah. it no longer has a That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yes. That mm-hmm. is so huge for manifestation too. It, yeah. You know, we have to know where we are to know where we're going and, you know, in order to get where we're going, and we have to, we have to, everything, all change work, and really, feminine magic. You know, it takes my, my esoteric training, and it brings in these kind of modern change work tools. Mm. And the first thing that's required is like absolute acceptance and appreciation of all that's there. Yeah. You know, because otherwise mm. you're just fighting it. Yeah. Otherwise you're just fighting it, and. And it was weird in my in my own little way, in the tank days. Like I was kind of like, part of me was like, I hate you, tank, you know, <laughs> or I hate yeah. you. Listen. But I was also like, I'm just going to be with you because there's nothing else to do except hang here. So we're yeah. going to hang out and we're yeah. just going to chill. And slowly but surely, 
I'm sure that I know that if I'd had you as a mentor back then, it would have been gone much faster. But like slowly but surely, it started to be like, oh, I'm safe. Yeah. And it starts to lose its hold, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. Listen, uh, we've gone way over time, so I want to wrap it up by also we could do, you know, like we could do a seven-day retreat on this. We could. Maybe we should someday. Yeah, exactly. That would be pretty awesome. Um, how cool. <laughs> Listen, um, what I really want to, I want to thank everyone for their questions. I know that more questions have come in. I'm sorry we just don't have the time to answer it. But Elizabeth is in our um, Soul Satisfaction for Women Facebook group. So I'll give you yeah, the for that. Would you be willing to answer happy some to. more questions Please, in everyone, there? post your questions there and, and, um, mm. and tag me. And okay. I'm happy to go in. Or Lisa, I don't know the name of your group offhand, but I'm happy to go in yeah. there and, and Beautiful. No, you're, you're in it. You're a member, so I'll announce it. But what I do want to share for everyone, um, Elizabeth's work is, is, is really profound. And... Um, I have created a, um, an easy-to-remember URL so you can go straight to her work on desire and uh, feminine magic, and it's soul satisfaction for women forward slash Elizabeth. It's really that easy. Mm-hmm. So that will get you straight to her site. With, there's a beautiful gift there that she's, uh, that she's offered, uh, which is all about desire and... Um, it's a very cool resource for women who are tired of pushing and striving and straining. Um, and you know, if you really want to dive into this exploration of the feminine way to manifest desire, and I really, really uh, encourage you to go to soulsatisfactionforwomen.com forward slash Elizabeth, and it will take you straight through to Elizabeth's website. Um, which has that, that gift there waiting for you. Is there anything else that um, anywhere else I should direct them to, Elizabeth? That actually, literally, it's a redirect, so it just goes straight to your website. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. No, that's no, that's wonderful. I will just say that if you are interested in this, um, definitely go get the free gift because mm. in a couple of weeks we are going to be releasing a ton of free content that I've been working on for a couple of yeah. months. Um, in support of our Art of Feminine Magic course launch. I'm, re- I'm teaching Art of Feminine Magic for the first time in three years, which has mm. really been like three years of development, really, of the work, and I'm very, very pleased like where it is now. And, um, you know, whether that program calls to you or not, you will get a ton out of going through the launch content with us, and I would love to have, I would love to be able to share that everybody so by getting on the the list for the laws of desire download um mm-hmm. you know we'll know uh to to send you the launch all the launch goodies as well and there's going to be a lot of really yeah. yummy yummy content and so. can i just say to that you know i want to say this elizabeth doesn't know that i'm about to say this and um she hasn't asked me to say this but when i first found elizabeth's work I only did her quote-unquote free stuff. And we all know there's a ton of stuff on the net. But, you know, I sat down and I registered. I think I told you this uh, you when did. I first saw, found you online. All I did was I signed up for a free resource that you had and I 
went through that free resource and I implemented it. And, you know, I doubled my income that year just using the free resources. I know. Hand on heart. And so I can honestly say that, you know, I think that's really important because I think that a lot of, there's so much out there that we're flooded with and it's a bit overwhelming. And so I I really want to say hand on heart that um, if you go to that link and you you will only get um, potent uh, information that when you apply it will intrinsically transform your manifestation of your desire. And I I really say that with sincerity. That was a huge um, transformation for me. So, yeah. yeah. So, and then I went on to work with Elizabeth and she became my business mentor. So... Um, so what I want to do is, is thank you all for your beautiful questions and your comments and to continue the conversation, come to uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash soul satisfaction for women with Lisa Page and uh, you'll be able to find us and you're very welcome to ask to be added to the group and Elizabeth is in there and there are a couple of the, the questions that I have I'll post in there so that Elizabeth can answer those. And my um, invitation for you as you're listening to this, whether you're here on the call live or you're listening to the recording, is don't just let this awaken for you an insight and a revelation. Don't even just let it awaken a feeling that is really strong. Let it drop deeper into your body and choose at least one embodied action that you're going to take so that you can really embody this new revelation and this new way of being because really that's where the magic is. And if you can, if you need any support with that, you know where I am, Lisa at soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. You know how to get a, a hold of uh, Elizabeth. Um, I don't know if you want to share an email address, Elizabeth, or whether you'd rather they just go to soulsatisfactionforwomen.com forward slash Elizabeth and you go straight through the Elizabeth site. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'll happily share that. Well, first of all, I just went to your Facebook group, so I'll poke around in there and please, cool. if you have questions for me, post them in there. I'm happy to go in there and, and, um, and answer some questions. I'm very easy to find on Facebook. I'm Elizabeth Purvis. Yeah. I have a private Facebook page that I'm connected with um, you know, if you if you go to Lisa's Facebook page and you look at her friends list, I'm right in there. Um, and then <clears throat> then I also have um, a fan page, Elizabeth Purvis fan. And um, I want to change that name because anyway, but anyway, that's my my Facebook page. And then we have a group called Seven Figure Goddess that yes. I'm also really active in. And you're welcome to go in there. It's just forward slash groups seven the number seven figure goddess. And then finally. Um, my email address is just elizabeth at goddessbusinessschool.com. And my mm. team reads that first, but stuff gets to me. I poke in it too. It's not like I'm never in there. I'm in there all the time. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I do see stuff. It's not going to go into black hole. Um, but uh, if you want to drop me an email or if there's any way that we can support you, just you know, reach out and send us a note. Beautiful. Thank you. Elizabeth, thank you. I know it's late for you. I need to do like interviews with you more often in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, this is cool, hey? <laughs> awesome. 
awesome. Yeah, definitely. We shall do yeah. more. And so thank you so much. Lots of love to you. Lots, Lots of you. love to you, the uh, beautiful woman who's uh, listening to the call. Yes. Uh, thank you for being here. And yes, until next time. You. All right. Great blessing. Bye. Thank you. Bye now. You are listening to a recording by Lisa Page from soulsatisfactionforwomen.com. For further information on events, workshops, coaching, and free products, please visit www.soulsatisfactionforwomen.com.